What a year 2020 was and what a year 2021 has been so far. The villain this year has been COVID-19, with the situation being exacerbated by world leaders such as Bojo the Blonde Mop. PM Boris Johnson has been clear on his government advice. We've been told to stay at home, but go to work. Some news outlets have claimed that Boris Johnson has lost a bit of weight over the pandemic. Might be because he's laying off those puddings. Parliament, on the other hand, has not been so lucky. The Brexiteers getting their just desserts in the form of a Tory government, aka an eaten mess. COVID-19 has created issues for everyone in the world, even Jack and Jill, because they couldn't get up the hill to fetch a pail of water, because this would involve moving from a tier four to a tier two area. Luckily, they managed to hitch a ride from Dominic Cummings on his way up to Durham. In America, Amy Coney Barrett has suggested the best way to fight the pandemic would be to reflect, stick to the Ten Commandments, and then forgive the virus. Speaking of religion, the Pope has been conducting regular masses over Zoom. Unfortunately, however, none of the clergy have been receiving the body of Christ, as transubstantiation cannot cope very well with buffering. Elon Musk has been blowing up in the tabloids almost as frequently as his SpaceX rockets. Recently, he's been wiring the brains of monkeys. I guess, just like me, he's a daydream believer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Verdict News Review. I would like to start by asking all team players to unmute their mics, and I'm going to quickly introduce them to you all. We have got four people playing, um, and we have divided them very cleverly into two teams named Team 1 and Team 2. Team 1 is hosted by Anton Doyle. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be fooled by his posh facade and gentlemanly nature. Although he does look like an extra from Bridgerton, Anton is a very intelligent human being with a quick-witted brand of humour. Anton is joined today by Leonie Stussy, who on the surface looks like she's better than everyone else. But when you dive deep into her personality, you realise that she is, in fact, better than everyone else. Team 2 is hosted by Ed Dempsey, who can only be described as an avid reader of intellectual publications such as The Sun and The Daily Mail. Finally, we have none other than the president of Mank. Who cares? I know. Dan Carnegie, who narrowly lost out in auditions for Harry Potter to his half-brother, Rupert Grint. Dan is the most charming and polite person you'll ever meet, and it is privileged to have him representing Mank on this news review today. First, I would like to start by bringing in the news that GameSpot investors have had something to say to Wall Street. Also in the news, a picture of a top EU advisor waiting for Boris Johnson's Brexit deal has surfaced. And Donald Trump's top scientific advisor gives him a COVID-19 vaccine just before Donald gets back to his daily routine. Round one is going to be called the Guess the News Story Round. I have a picture for you contestants and the first team to buzz in with what they think the answer is will win. And the first team to say the most wittiest thing they can about this news story will also get a number of points. Here we go. What's the news story, gentlemen and lady? Is it to do with the economy? Yes, well done, Ed. Well done. Yeah. What, what specifically to do with the comedy? Well, I, I assume it's something to do with GDP. I assume falling as well. Yeah. Anything warmer, Leonie? Anything? Well, an aggressive skyrocket down in the GDP numbers, seeing as the rocket is plummeting towards Earth rather than away from. Yeah, okay, that was much more technical than I intended for that picture. I literally just typed in GDP and pulled up the first picture that I can see. But yeah, yeah. Anton? Uh, GDP plummeted 2.6% in November. Yes, well done, well done. Point, point, point to Team 1. Uh, 
And why, why do we think this is? What, what do we think about this news story? Do we think, think it was the Tories was the cause of this? The COVID was the cause of this? What do we think? It was a Tories' ingenious plan to go into another lockdown. Well, do you not agree with that, Anton? <laughs> <laughs> well, our next year is um, <laughs> decide that one for themselves. All right. And what about you, Ed? What do you think of the economy? I mean, uh, you, you're planning to be a lawyer, but surely you've got some commercial awareness. Do you think that there's... Uh, there's a there's a quick solution, or do you think it's just going to be a steady increase again over the next couple of years to get back to where we were? I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be ruined for a while, to be honest. Good thing is that the that Boris Johnson's party, the Conservatives, tend to be more economically focused. I don't know whether or not that'll help in the long run, but you know, it's not much you could have done with a coronavirus setting. Eat up help out was probably the best, and we all saw that did so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine what that percent would have been if um, Jeremy Corbyn um, <laughs> would have been in office. But, but hey, uh, let's not let's not speculate. I'm politically neutral. Dan, yeah, this is going to affect jobs of uni students in the future. This, this number here, do you think? Yeah. Well, I don't don't know if the GDP is going to affect jobs of uni students in the future. I think uh, it's definitely going to go down before it goes up again. I can see this happening for. A number of years, maybe take us three, four years to get out of this uh, um, negative GDP and recession, and maybe even double dip recession. But who knows what will happen? I'm sure in a few years' time things will get better. And I think once we end lockdowns and uh, coronavirus is all sorted, I'm sure GDP is going to go through the roof because people <laughs> just want to get want to get out there, spend as much as they can, go on holiday, and enjoy themselves. Mm. Yeah, well, I think we can all we can all kind of hope so for our own uh, employment virtues in the future. And um, just for the audience, does, does anyone want to say what they what they want to do when they're when they're graduated with the with their law degree? Since we have got law listeners, Anton Dempsey, uh, what's the plan? Well, I plan on being um, either a, a crim criminal barrister or maybe a public law barrister. Hopefully. Um, acting in inquiries um, into certain things. So, fingers crossed, all going well. Yeah, I mean, for the regular viewers, if, if there are any watching, um, <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think you can tell from the Walter Myers episode, I think it was, that I want to be a solicitor, probably commercial, so 2.6% hit in one month. Probably not the best, but, you know, it does mean that the future's going to be booming. Everyone knows that when it goes up again, everything gets better so yeah. unfortunately uh the filthy rich people are no longer filthy they're just rich <laughs> um now moving on we're gonna play our one minute jibber jabber round this was actually the creation of ed dempsey i wouldn't um, say creation. i'm really excited for this i'm really excited for this um so basically you're gonna have the choice of two categories it's got one two three four because i couldn't be bothered to edit it, edit it and i could only come up with two categories but you're going to have two categories to choose from and you've got to talk about that, you know, theme or genre for one minute without, what is it, Ed? Hesitation, deviation, repetition. It, because Linus has done such an excellent job of um, describing it, if anybody's watched just a minute before, it's on Radio 4 on a Sunday, I think. What you do is you talk for a minute without deviating, hesitating or repeating. Obviously, there are some words which you have to repeat for the purpose of the um, minute but you can't deviate or hesitate from the topic. So if somebody's talking goes, well, I think Boris Johnson did 
things like this towards coronavirus, and then um, 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 that's a hesitation, so you automatically lose. Yeah, I explained it so well that Ed's just gone and re-explained it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would like yeah. to point out as well, you've very, very familiar with, uh, I'm very familiar with this, because I tell all the ladies I'm just expect a minute, so... <laughs> Here we go, so, Dan Carnegie. Those of you watching, those words now immortalised on Spotify and YouTube. <laughs> mm. So I'm going to ask a question so to decide which team gets to choose first out of the two topics. And then obviously you're going to have to nominate one, one of you to, to do the round. And the question is, what is the best movie in the world? And I'm going to basically just decide who I think is the closest to the right answer. OK, well, the best movie in the world's got to be Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it's the highest rated on IMDb and it's got... Morgan Freeman in, and need I say any more? Are you one of those people that just goes on IMDb and goes, oh, I'm going to watch this? It's got have, you seen it? have you seen it? There is no other film that comes anywhere near it. It's phenomenal. The amount of the amount of twists in it and the storyline is just fantastic. I, I, I don't think there, there are any twists in George Ant Redemption. You didn't know until the end that he was escaping. I think we need to pick Linus's favourite film. And based on how he's dressed at the moment, I'm going to have to go for Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right, and Tom, what are you saying? Uh, I'm going to go with the more, um, the, one of the original uh, Wall Street film with uh, Gordon Gekko. Um, with Michael Douglas, yeah. Absolutely. Gordon Gekko. Uh, Leonie? Oh, Ed really took it there with Wall, Street, with Wall Street. I mean, that out of the park. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, Linus. Maybe you're a bit on like the more sensitive side, so maybe you enjoy a Luc Besson film. So maybe, maybe you'll enjoy The Fifth Element. I don't know. Maybe, possibly, <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, funky, fresh Mila Jovovich. So I think that you would enjoy that red hair. She would fix you. Yeah, you're wrong. My favourite film is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But Dempsey, I was say that as well. But Dempsey, Dempsey you, you can have that because you were very close with The Wolf of Wall Street. I do love The Wolf of Wall Street. So do you want to pick the topic for your team, diversity of the Oscars? That does not necessarily mean what country is winning, um, race, uh, gender. It can be like the diversity of the films in the Oscars. Netflix versus cinema is your second choice. Which one do you want to talk about for a minute straight? Okay, okay, Dan, what are we thinking? Because I might nominate you for one of these. You might not, what, sorry? I might nominate you for one of these because you're an oh. excellent orator. <laughs> um, okay, do we, get, do we get given a question or do we just have to... No, you just got to talk about it for a minute. Okay. I've left it pretty broad, so you should be fine. Okay, I'm going to go... For, I'm, I'm going to pick uh, Netflix versus cinema. Good choice. Okay. I'll start your minute now. Go. Okay, so why do people suddenly all move towards watching Netflix? They haven't they haven't wanted to leave their house. Obviously, with lockdown and everything, cinemas aren't open. But the second cinemas go open again, bring your friends and get to the cinema as much as you can because there's some great films. James Bond is coming out, has been delayed for the third, third time, and it's now getting released in October. Well, you can't watch that on Netflix. I mean... Netflix those things where it's great if you want to take a girl back to your house or and you want to just chill, but you don't get the same intimacy in your room than you do in the cinema. I mean, what's better than having 
thousands of people watching you make a move on a girl at the cinema. It's uh, it's priceless, you know. Five you seconds. Do the old, old lean and then over with the shoulder and that, you know, reach well, for the well popcorn. Done, Dan. Well done, Dan. That's it, mate. Well done. When you're saying you don't get the same inter- intimacy, you know, in the cinema as you do at home, or are you talking about the movie or, or the girl? <laughs> I'm just talking about public affection. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Well, that was all right, mate. I think, you know, Netflix and cinema is, is an interesting one. Has everyone else like me just scoured Netflix over the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, I finished finished about three series in one day watching a series. Watched The Queen's Gambit in a day. That was that was yeah. a brilliant series. That was really good, yeah. That was a good, that was a good series. Mm. I, um, yeah, I, I don't like this top ten most viewed, the, the Netflix top ten. I don't like that. I'm I'm trusted it every every ever since that 365 days was was number one in the country for like three weeks straight. I mean it's just soft porn. Like let's be honest. I would have thought <laughs> you know that, what I mean? that was that was Fifty Shades Fifty Shades of Grey equivalent of a TV series, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, but it was worse. I <laughs> <laughs> watched it. <laughs> and, and it and it I swear it wasn't a TV series. It was just a dragged out film. It was shocking. But yeah, well done. Um, now, Leonie and Anton Steen, that leaves you with the diversity of the Oscars. Who's going to talk about that? You know, I would love to, uh, as Ed nominated uh, Dan, I think it's only fair to go for the, uh, my uh, learned uh, team member, Leonie, as she's so eloquent and, uh, you know, can think on her feet. Learned, learned colleague, Leonie, mate. We're not, in, we're not bank backbenchers in, in the House of Commons, mate. <laughs> Okay, I'll give it to right. my lady. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does have a nice ring to it. Right, Leonie, are you ready? Diversity of the Oscars in three, two, one, go. Inherently, the diversity of the Oscars, I mean, comes down to what do people like to watch? And the problem being that the Oscars take place in America and what people like to watch in America is um, fundamentally different from what we like to watch. To go off of what Linus said, I mean, 365 days is a category in and of itself for people to enjoy. And I'm sure the American public found it a lot more amusing to watch what I would argue is just actual porn, not even soft porn, on the big screen. Um, We can see that by the fact that I believe there are three or four Fifty Shades of Grey movies out on the market. But when we talk about diversity, yes, an American lens, I mean, the Parasite interviews, I don't know how many of you have seen those, where a white man asks a Korean-born native, why is your movie not in English? And the man has to go, well, you could just read. (laughs) So frankly, if diversity inherently is based off of the American public's interest to watch something that goes a little bit deeper than porn... I think we're going to lose hope to ever see something more diverse than I mean the Wolf of Wall Street. Well done. Well done. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah, I yeah, I um some someone said to me the other day, I said, um, yeah, I, I can't watch Parasite because I'm dyslexic. And I went, Okay, well, why is that? And like, the words will, will go too fast for me. And then the next day I, I came in, I saw them watching um K dramas. You know, the, like, the Korean yeah. Love Island on Netflix. <laughs> and I went, that's all in subtitles. <laughs> she looked up and went, yeah, but slightly different. And I was like, okay, mate, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. brilliant. The next round is one I'm really excited for. Um, it's called the What's Going On Here, Man? 
round. Um, and basically, you just got to talk about these news stories. So I'm going to start with team one. Uh, let's do the furthest to the right. What, what's that? What, what do you think that's about? I want you to talk very generally about it as well. Um, Biden being inaugurated and laughing at Trump's childish nature of not turning up and flying away in Air Force One to um, Frank Sinatra's, um, I don't know the actual uh, name of the song, I, I like, um, I do it my way or something like that. Yeah, my way. My way, that's it, yeah. Yeah, well, I think Donald Trump does it anyway that gets him kind of attention and clout. Uh, what, Dempsey, what do you think, do, what do you think Donald Trump's, uh, uh, Joe Biden's looking at there? What, what, what would you, if you were to say something comical, what would he be laughing at? I mean, there's definitely somebody holding up that photo of when Donald Trump's, um, let's call it a toupee, was going like that in the wind and he looked like a Labrador that had just come out of water. Um, <laughs> it's definitely that. Or it's, it's got to be that time he was holding up a chart that he scribbled a little bit on extra for the tornado. I mean, and there's many things that you can pick from. It could be a collage. I think, I think he was being flashed at. I think that's why he's smiling so much. He was being flashed at. Yeah. I'll, I'll come get you later, Melania. <laughs> 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 Leone, anything to say about that future? I mean, arguably, it's the day he found out that Donald Trump had a Diet Coke button in the White House. <laughs> yeah, has anyone seen the um, Alec, Alec Baldwin's recreation of Donald Trump on yeah. Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I think I think that's that's fantastic. I think it's really fantastic. I do, Donald Trump's advisors must give him so much advice. Well, I know I know you don't really need to be a seasoned politician to actually become president. That's not what I'm saying. But he's just so I can't say that. But he's so, so you know what I mean. And I just can imagine him just going like, you know, coming up to one of his advisors and talking about the economy. He's just come up with this like hand drawn bar chart. You know, like all these scribbles. It looks like a four-year-old's four-year-old's written it. It's just like, yeah, the thing we just do this. And then <laughs> shut up, Don. Does anyone know what the picture is about below the cars that are flooded? So the one below. Is it um it's a man not they... it's not a guy on the verdict team that we all know is a big Tory <laughs> oh, It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Behind the cameras. Is it a man wants to get a tattoo of Boris Johnson but accidentally got Gollum? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It is a man actually got a tattoo of Boris Johnson. But, yeah, I'm going to give you a point for that because that was quite funny. Uh, would you ever get a tattoo of your favourite politician, Anton? Um, <laughs> um, well, my favourite politician is quite a uh, controversial one. So yeah. I'd probably get it somewhere. Who's that? Who's that? Pardon? Who's that? Um, oh, it's not Maggie, is it? No. <laughs> Tony Blair tattoo. No, 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 not Maggie. No, he's just got a poster. He's got a poster on his bedroom ceiling. <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, it is Maggie's greatest creation, um, and that is Tony Blair. Tony uh, Blair. Oh, I, I love Tony Blair as well. He's my favourite prime minister in British history, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Blair. Uh, yeah, it's not a very flattering tattoo, is it? 
I mean, tattoos, like, especially on, like, big blokes, you know, got muscles and that, they look pretty hard. But if I saw someone with that, I would not mind getting in the, in the ring with them. I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> And, and Boris Johnson must have some charm because he's he's married enough women and had enough children for it to be evident. But I mean, even there, they, that that's just mean to him. I mean, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson hasn't got charm. Boris uh, Johnson's got one table at the Ritz that he can always sit at. He's got a lot of money, so it goes money, Ritz, back to Bojo's, two month <laughs> affair. He's got his current wife, court case. Gets married, and then another court case, and that, that's really how it goes, I'm pretty sure. But, but yeah, um, Leone, would you get a tattoo of your, you know, your favourite um, prime minister? Or Not if they look like Bojo. I'm going to be honest. I don't think the tattoo's the problem. I think your reference picture is the issue. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest with you. He looks so, angry. He looks like he's about to be milkshaked. He's probably just been sent a picture of someone pissing <laughs> on a forest bike. <laughs> but yeah okay so the the picture above boris johnson is it um scousers accidentally drive through a river trying to reach a chicken shop (laughs) (laughs) no no it's not but you definitely get a point for that mate 100 uh it's what Birmingham looks like in my dreams. Um, <laughs> wet, wet. <laughs> um, no, no. What, what, what is it, Dempsey? Come on. It's got, it's got to be about the flooding that's been going on after. Um, was it Storm Bertha or something like that? Yeah, I think it was Bertha. All the flooding that happened. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a good pulling month for any girl called Bertha, unfortunately, because everywhere got flooded. I'm not going to lie, um, I don't know if that's an overly exhausted list. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I, imagine, I imagine no month's a good pulling month with a name like Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, people... I'm only joking if you are listening and you're called Bertha. It's, it is a lovely name. But Dan, do <laughs> drop his Instagram in the chat. <laughs> DM him. Um, sure. Hit me, up, hit me up if you're not called Bertha. Yeah, <laughs> you you you'll see him in a man is being overly promiscuous to everyone. Everyone in this <laughs> Um So yeah, we've got flooding. I mean, flooding's terrible in England, especially. I mean, they're, they're experiencing it now a bit. I've heard again, uh, but we've got the snow at the moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, but what is this last picture? It's um, is- it's an advert. it's an advert for RussianWives.com. No, and and it's not it's not Dempsey's dream girlfriend either. Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm going to take a punt at sex dolls. Yes, yes, but what's the story? I, I imagine he's married her. <laughs> he's he's hit the nail on the head. Yes, this is the news that an American man has married a sex doll called Bertha. So Dan doesn't find a fit. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I thought it was an EDL member. Yeah. Similarities. No, it's it's uh, it's it's Donald Trump's lawyer. Um. <laughs> yeah, we've we've all seen that Borat scene. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think of this? I mean, it is quite worrying. It is quite worrying. Although I do know people not in this call that would. Um, but it's still quite worrying. Still quite worrying. I mean, I can think of many Tory 
Tory um Tory MPs that actually look like sex dolls with shaved heads, but I'm not gonna go there either. <laughs> um what do we think of this new story, Anton and Leone, team one? You know, I think it just reiterates Shakespeare Shakespeare's point that love has no bounds. Yeah. yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Fonder, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absence of movement in this case, but <laughs> Yeah, ab- absence of movement. <laughs> I had a joke lined up for this, actually, but I can't tell it. It's a real shame. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just think, I just think, uh, if she does get the COVID vaccine, she will deflate quite quickly. So I yeah. imagine it uh, won't be, won't be yeah. too great for the husband. Yeah, she'll get get in the NHS and, and get jabbed, and then there'll be a quick trip to Argos for a bicycle pump. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's very terrible. In, um, obviously, it is really odd. Leonie, what do you think of this? Have you ever seen a situation like this? I mean, if you can't find it, make it. And he's just, he's really taking it out of pocket there. <laughs> yeah. And people, I mean, this is, this is beautiful for people who don't understand what consent is, because, I mean, a doll can't say no. Do you think that this, and I've got to be very careful here, very careful. Oh, God. Do you think this plays in with um, a bit of the kind of non-binary affection uh, news? You know, kind of like you, you can be attracted to a car, you can be attracted to this. I mean, obviously, this, oh. do I call it a thing? I'm not sure. This thing looks like a woman, so it's slightly different. But do you think that people are maybe advancing sexuality? And do, do you think it's gone too far or do you think it's not gone far enough? Or what do we think of that? Do you think that this is... Next level. I mean, this is just what Dan Carnegie would have ended up being if he weren't charming. Realistically, he's just a very sad poor bloke. And it's where it's where everyone's still talking about me now. Yeah, smoke, Jesus. Mate, you've been brought the smoke, Dan. Dan, have you got a reply to that, mate? I've got no reply. I'm just going to take that one on the chin. Yeah, good lad. Good lad. I mean, p- people dating sex dolls and stuff is well established. I mean, if, if we're talking about weird... Yeah, loads in Birmingham. Loads. I, I won't hear any bad bad talk about Birmingham. It's a lovely place. Um, home of the greats, George Cabri, Edward Dempsey. Um, <laughs> Birmingham got their sex dolls. <laughs> but but I've, I've read stories about people people that have much weirder sexual attractions. I, there's a whole subcategory called dendrophilia, which is people who are atta- attracted to trees. So I, I think in the hierarchy of things, sex dolls is pretty low down compared to tree. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard one where, um, uh, you know, people, um, are, there was this woman on the news who was attracted to a rock. And I'm like, well, I love Dwayne too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's really unusual. I mean, have you heard of any other objects? I mean, there's a, there's also that story of people eating things. There's that condition. Yeah, it's called isn't pika. There? Pika, that's it. Where people eat anything around them. Yeah, yeah no, um, I, I think this is kind of different. I mean, two very different acts being performed. Um, <laughs> I assume anyway. But yeah, no, I, I don't think it's wrong so much as it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pika. Pika's that one I've heard of. Chuck, 
Charlie, yeah, it's where it's where they like eat every, everything around them, isn't it, Pika? I mean, I think uh, Charlie uh, Sheen had it. Charlie Sheen had a similar thing, but he just got an STI rather than indigestion. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's everything. I think there are specific cases like um, people eat hair follicles, or I mean, they have whole TV shows on TLC in America. There are people that eat chairs, eat styrofoam. There's one about I mean, some people magic markers. Apparently, people are now eating beans on Weetabix, according to Weetabix. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably the weirder than eating a chair. I think I'd rather eat a chair. Beans on Weetabix? I'm not sure beans if that would on work. Beans on Weetabix. What do you mean, I mean it would work? I, I, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, but Weetabix tweeted that they've put some Heinz beans on their Weetabix, and apparently it tastes great, according to Weetabix. And it's just caused a massive backlash. No, that sounds terrible. It makes no sense. Um, in, yeah, it's just ridiculous. What did everyone think of that GameSpot uh, news story while we were on it? I, I didn't write it in, but I wanted to mention it. I found it very funny. Does everyone know the ins and outs of that? Yeah. 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 thought I it mean, was... Uh... Yeah. And is anyone here invested in the market at all? Not in GameSpot, but just in general. No. I'm, I'm starting to. I'm starting yeah, now. yeah. I'm seeing a little yeah. nod, nod there. It, yeah. Um. I mean, God, do I want to put this out? There? Well, okay. Classic site trust fund baby, of course. Um. <laughs> parents yeah, yeah, invest yeah, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a classic trust fund baby uh, portfolio, but um. Sounds yeah, like no, how I have a lot got of. Rich. <laughs> no, he got rich by a small loan of a million dollars. That's a bit different. This is a bit different. Small, yeah. yeah. Um, you can no, clear, I... clear like uh, you know, three hundred people's university debt with that. <laughs> no, don't test me on the maths, Leonie. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. That enough. That. I saw, I saw Ed's brain ticking away then. Yeah. Oh, no, um, it'd be more like 50, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the ballpark's a bit off. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Ed. Name every state in America in alphabetical order for us. I mean, I... It's I'm joking, mate. Maybe save that for another podcast. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for a podcast on learning lists. Save that, save that, for, save that for Saturday night at Remy's, Ed. There's plenty of girls would love to hear I, that. I don't know what. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Um, unfortunately, we have just run out of time. But I would love to leave you with the news that a man's wife of a man's wife dies of COVID after a vaccine. <laughs> and Matt Hancock goes on live TV after a meeting with Pretty Patel. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And have a good evening. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs>